until 9. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Happy to see you this morning. <laughs> Happy to see you as well. How man. are you? I'm glad it's Friday. I'm tired. I've had trouble sleeping this week, so I'm, I'm glad it's Friday. I'm man. sorry to hear that. Oh, it's all right. I got the Ambien prescription renewed, so it's gonna be, <laughs> tonight's going to be a lot better. <laughs> Good for you. And we're going to talk about the weekend and what we right. have planned for the weekend oh, yeah. coming up here on Ware and Rima. He's Sean Rima. I'm Trey Ware. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. You know, we got all the debate stuff to get into. We got some Trump stuff to get into. We've got some Chris Cuomo Trump stuff ah, to get into. Cuomo. Yeah. So I got all that. And, of course, the, the border situation is getting worse, not getting better. We got to talk about that. We got to talk a little bit about Israel. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but I, I have to start... <laughs> With with something I saw again yesterday, and I think I got to figure it out. And and Don and I were talking about it um, off the air this morning. Um, yesterday when I left here, I went out on thirty five, and there right. was a big eighteen with a wreck on thirty five southbound. Of course, at yeah at Weedner and Starlight Terrace and, and all of that, and they had the whole southbound side of thirty five backed up, I probably to Minnesota. <laughs> uh, oh, man, <laughs> you know, and just, we're not kidding, right? Yeah, no. right. And so. Uh, today, right now, as we speak, there's another one. There's another big accident. Same location as oh, yesterday. Oh, Lord. Right? And what they have been doing is they have been pouring some new asphalt because the holes in the asphalt were making people wreck, and they've been right. pouring some new asphalt and so on. But uh, when I came through there this morning, um, they had, and everything was down to, to one lane, so all the trucks were going about two miles an hour or less, and it took a long time to get here and whatever. But you get to that spot, Right there at Weedner and Starlight Terrace and all that. 
and um, they have these arrows that are flashing at night to oh. tell you to move over to another lane. Right. So you move over, and then you go about, I don't know, three or 400 feet, and then there's two arrows pointing in opposite directions. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that would mess me up. So you have no idea what you're supposed to do. Do I go to the left? Do I oh, go to man. the right? Stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. What do I do? I you don't know, know what to do here. I don't think multiple choice is a good idea. It's really not. You know, you have to be... <laughs> when you're driving... you really got to be specific. So what, what does it mean? Do you have to split off into... It doesn't matter which I have way you no go? idea. Oh, my God. Take that doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. like Yogi I used to say, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> you got to blow on the dice, throw it yeah, on the table, because exactly. I have no idea what it's supposed wow. to mean. But when you're driving in at midnight and you got all this stuff going on right. and all this construction all and those it, flashing lights and everything, else, everything yeah, there's a, Sean. It, right. it, it's amazing because there's flashing lights everywhere because right. all these cars are blocking the and that can mess with your head. It's too, terrible. Man, yeah. It just blows you away. Right. And then they have the exit onto 410 blocked, so 35 right. southbound. In front of the porn place where you get off and go to the uh, you know to to, to four ten. Yeah, yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's big. The reason I point out is it's gigantic sign. You can't right. miss it. Oh right? yeah, yeah. And so they've got that exit shut down, and so you can't go through there. And they got all these different arrows pointing in different directions. I think they just gave up and started pointing <laughs> arrows wherever. It's like you pick one. We've already paid for the arrows. They got to go somewhere. You just pick a, a right. direction you want to go. Either direction's going to be terrible. So pick one. <laughs> right. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you gotta be I, miserable no matter where you go. Well, I don't know how you guys are, but I got horrible night vision. That's when I predominantly wear my glasses because we I see this on sixteen oh four sometimes yeah. where they, they you have these arrows that are sending you off uh, into this other lane. Then you you can't. Are you having trouble seeing like the lines on the on the road can't. at what, night? What lines? Yeah, as far as what, <laughs> they took. Them well, off. I mean, as far as what lane you're in, right? That's no, hard to they, see. They, they took those up, and oh, so I you got. That. That's why you got bumps because they took those up. Oh, right. no. you've got the, the the old lanes. The old lane markers are still visible. Right. No, all, that's... over these temporary ones. Oh. and then you've got the arrow pointing in two directions. Yeah, that's you know. a recipe for and, a disaster. And I have cataracts. Right. So right. at night, I can, man, I knew I don't see very well at all. Right. right. And that's when I do. The majority of my driving, right, it is <laughs> in the mess, and they take these giant cranes and they put these cranes in the highway lanes because <laughs> they're doing the overpass, the overhead work, and so you hear right. like dodging cranes, dodging eighteen wheelers, dodging right. drunks at that time of the night. And trying to figure out which way the arrow wants me to go. I felt like stopping and saying, okay, <laughs> do I go left or do I go right here? I'm not really sure. And they put up all those barrels and everything. Oh, you're supposed I, to go around the barrel. Yeah, yeah. So it's not surprising to me that, you know, we're having another accident on southbound 35 right now. And God bless you folks who are sitting in it right now listening to us diatribe about it. But you're stuck there, and I'm so sorry. I, well, you know, I, I'm bent over a barrel with the property taxes here living in town. But I'll take it because I, I, I used to drive that to get here myself i used yeah. to live in that area and mm -hmm. i just man i don't envy you guys at all yeah. <laughs> that stuff well you know uh our, our great friend scott robbins of uh, the markley van camp and robbins show he lives in peoria right? right right but he lives two floors under the radio station he he's in the same the building. greatest <laughs> setup 
<laughs> for a guy, you know, he does. He lives yeah. at the, and he's got a nice, it's a nice bar. He's got a great yeah. view of the city. Very cool. And he just goes down, what, two floors yes. to work, man. That's yes. badass. Punches a button, rides the elevator, and he's at work. I did that for a couple of years. Did lived you? I lived in the same building I worked in. I was on the apartment on the top floor of this building. <laughs> and the radio station was the first two floors. And, you know, at first it was great. Yeah. You know, but then every time something would go wrong. Yeah, right. called on. You know, get a call. We did it a couple of years, too. It was called Pandemic. Uh, we, we lived <laughs> well, where yeah, we were. Yeah. Jim. I actually lived in my office a couple of times uh, in Colorado. Well, every radio guy does. <laughs> on the floor. Yeah, right. exactly up. Right. Oh, am I on? Every radio guy. <laughs> Uh, no kidding. But the last place I worked at had a guy that lived in the in the, the meeting room in the back of the building yeah. uh, for about a month. That's and the great. First, first morning I walked in, you know, I went to the back door for whatever reason, and I could, you know, why is that? What's going on in there? Right. Yeah. You know, and I opened the door, and the dude's laying on the table <laughs> in the middle of the room, and I said. Hey, divorce, huh? <laughs> yes! That's radio. Yeah. Guys yeah. living on conference what, tables what and houseboats. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's radio. One man. of those offices back there used to be what we called a jock lounge, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Which, for people who don't know, is where the disc jockeys would go and hang out. We had a couch in there. Right. And, you know, we used it for meetings and stuff like that. And, and, Imagine WKRP and yeah, that kind absolutely. of thing, right? Yeah. right. So, uh, but you never knew who you were going to find on the couch. Right. <laughs> sometimes Usually. it was people who worked here, sometimes people who were brought here <laughs> the odd girlfriend <laughs> and, yeah. and on the wall pinned to the wall was a list of all the divorce divorce lawyers here in town P- pretty so, much yeah, yeah. You know, worked out great that's just kind of a part of it it's it's you'd think god bless you that you've avoided that <laughs> in your career career radio career because most of the guys i know yeah they're sleeping on a conference table at some point well that's uh, that's because i had a wonderful wife yes, for 40 some odd years yes as you have had now for how many years? Ten, uh, well, we've been together about 12 years, wow. but uh, we've been married for 10. Wow. Almost 10. Yeah, it's coming in February. Yeah. 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 And uh, you were telling me that uh, you're going to replace a battery in your car this weekend. <laughs> and what I said was bull corn. Yeah. Uh, we know who's replacing that battery. Exactly. You, you're in the same boat I'm yeah. in. Yeah. In that I am a huge disappointment to my very manly friend, John Sadie, because when it comes to fixing stuff, I let Nancy do it. Oh, I can't do any of it. I had to go buy a battery yesterday at Walmart, and my wife had to write me like four pages of notes to make sure that I got the right one. I walked out of there with a couple of like D-cell, you know. <laughs> and as far as getting a Radio 9 16 and a half inch to undo no the leads yeah, and try no, to put it she's, in, she's going to do She's going to be changing out the battery, and I, I don't care. I'm fine with that i've always been this way no so, you me- know, I, 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 i'm fine with that yeah i don't know what the hell i'm See, doing the, pro- the thing is i know how to fix things but there's a disconnect between my brain and my hands for some reason <laughs> no seriously well, is that real? I get halfway through and i'm thinking you know i think i can make this better right <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah and that's no. when the problems start every damn time i was fortunate when i was racing that i was able to get enough sponsorship where all i had to do was drive because yeah, <laughs> right. i didn't have to work right. on the race car well, i mean <laughs> just put yourself in my position though you go into like a an auto market auto place yeah. O'Reilly's or whatever yeah and they always and I'm sorry this is true they always look at the woman like well she doesn't know what she's doing so I'll just start telling this little lady what for whoa and then my wife opens her mouth yeah, yeah. and they regret yeah. ever going to get you know employed at that place right. I mean she knows everything <laughs> and I'm just yeah. standing I'm standing there looking at the air fresheners yeah. Oh, this is lavender. This would be nice in the car. Right. It's new car smell. You know, meanwhile, my wife's like, wow, yeah. I need a 4 eights, 4 eights this. Yeah. You know, she right. knows everything. 
Yeah, I see. My wife is not quite like that, but she is the fix em up chappy around the house. If, if something's wrong, something's busted. Right. We bought a new stovetop this year. We, we, you know, we really splurged, bought a new stovetop. Right. And uh, she did all the, you know, taking care of it and get it because it's cast iron. It has to be all cleaned up and right. soaked with all the fats and the oils. She did all that kind of stuff. That's all complicated. the stuff that a real man is supposed to do. Nah. She's, she, she takes care of all that. I don't care about these outdated <laughs> archetypes anymore. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Gender roles. Bah. Ah. <laughs> We're evolved, Dre. You keep doing it, honey. That's right. You go ahead and uh, she fixes the lawn. Yeah, right, right. You take care of it. I'm fine with that. I've got something you could take care of right now. Well, oh, no, no yeah. I'm not going to. The, the, the picture behind you. It's yeah, crooked and it's driving me nuts. I keep looking over there. You They're think I'm looking some, at you? Somebody moved the. We have what? two. We have a triptych here. We have a, a big KTSA logo. Did in you the do middle. that? You're laughing. Did you do that? And somebody <laughs> moves the pictures. <laughs> Oh, so if you have OCD, yeah, you're was, just really been, having a hard time in here. If I had hair, I would have pulled it out. Right <laughs> I don't care. That's I, what caused your hair yeah, to fall out? Stuff like that. I don't care. I like chaos. <laughs> in a way, I, I, I thought about asking you to fix it earlier, but I thought he'll just break it. So, right. You know, yeah, but see, I just from, fixed it. From just my angle, it. looking straight ahead, yeah. there's symmetry going on because you have both the, the pictures kind of at an angle on each yeah. side <laughs> and one in the middle. That's true. They are oh, kind of good. Oh, my God. Now you've really screwed it up because only one. One but, of them is crosswise. Right, <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if it was, you know, the picture or maybe the foundation that started to fall apart. Well, exactly. It could be that, too. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, or the AC fell through the ceiling, finally. <laughs> We've right. had that happen. Right, before. right, right. Anyway. Okay, so we did some serious talk radio this morning. <laughs> Let's just do this. Care for all the serious show, news. Man. We have oh, all yeah. that. Well, I did want to start with the traffic mess because so many of you guys are in that right now. So. Right, right. God bless Sorry you. Sorry about that. That's right. What happened last night on the Hannity show? What what the hell was that? I, I you know I sat we sat and watched it. I know you did too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, DeSantis and uh, and Governor Newsom uh, on the Sean Hannity show. No audience, straight up debate. Uh, you're right. Newsom kind of wouldn't shut his mouth. Uh, he was kind of an a hole. But with, that's Newsom. That's who he is. I, I'm watching this thing, and I, I did. I sat through most of it. I th- well, the whole thing, and and I kind of zoned out here and there. I mean. They, Newsom was Newsom, DeSantis was DeSantis. I mean, Newsom uh, lied his ass off, basically about everything, uh, from homeless rates to how well you know, California is doing, the, the sex book, ban, you know, the 4,000 books that DeSantis has banned because he's a Nazi. DeSantis did a pretty good job of putting out the facts when he was able to about California and Florida. You know, uh, the the in-law thing was a great line. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, my my reaction overall was yeah. we're getting played somehow. I, I felt played, and, and I'll tell you why. And I'm not going to say this because of the content in any way, shape, or form. Newsom won last night by virtue of the fact that it happened. By virtue of the fact that he was there and they did it. Because his base despises Florida. I mean, they hate Trump. Certainly they do. But they hate Florida for, for all many different reasons. I mean, we can list them off. The whole Disney trip, the, the, the queens in the classrooms and all that stuff. They hate DeSantis and they hate Florida. And, and what I saw was for his base, whoever they are, Gavin Newsom got to beat up on DeSantis for a full hour on Fox News. I, I, I don't put it past Newsom that this whole friendship with Hannity that, you know, it was like a Matahari deal where he's you know, kind of jumping in bed with him so he can get this opportunity and put it into his ear. 
my reaction to Hannity was he never gets to be moderator, so let me show everybody what a moderator I can be, so maybe I'll get some moderating gigs down the road. I felt that element there. Because content-wise, it was pointless. I mean, we, we all knew the stuff that DeSantis is saying. We all know the stuff that Newsom is saying is crap. But again, who's he playing to? And what's he doing? You know, what, I just felt like somebody got played here, uh, and I don't know exactly to what ends, because I don't know what Newsom's going to do. He's obviously running. And obviously he's got some support of some kind, because mm-hmm. he keeps popping up in pretty high-profile situations. Mm-hmm. He's an awful human being. Mm-hmm. He's fungus, but he's out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I just I felt played. I felt, first off, yeah, pointless. Absolutely. I mean, we're watching two guys. And, and this was fascinating, I thought. I picked up on this. Newsom made it a point to say at the beginning and the end, well, neither one of us is going to be the candidate. That line, because he said it twice, was important to him to get out there. Important to why? The, the important to the people that are behind him. I got some thoughts. I'll share with you after the break. Right, but uh, it was important to the people who are behind him that put him in that position to bloody up DeSantis. That's yeah, exactly that's what that was. was all. And you're right. We were played because they wanted some television, some spark, a shiny object. It's a slow news time. Let's have a shiny object we but, can all look at and focus on. And that's why they put this whole but, thing but together. But there's some reason sure. behind it. You know, uh, it was to bloody it, up DeSantis. Election-wise, it, there's no value in watching that. There's no value in it even nope. happening. Nope. Nope. So yeah. why did it? I'll, uh, I'll I'll try to answer some of that and give you my thoughts. Sure. <laughs> we're talking debate, and yes, I said I would yes. tell you what I my thoughts were. Yes. You, you shared yours, and yes. now here's some of mine. First of all, I agree with everything you said. I also agree that we're being played, um, but we're always being played, right? That's <laughs> yeah. that's kind yeah. of the job of these twenty uh, four hour news cycle. Standard fare. Yeah. At this point. We're yeah. gonna play you. We're gonna play you. We're gonna right. play you. And and you know when you really realize that you know you know this because you went through it when you had your uh, health stuff and you were away for a while. When you take some time off and you step back from all that yeah. input that's going into your brain 24-7, you really, when you come back, you really start to realize they're playing you on a lot of this stuff, man. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? All day it's long. all optics, man. Right. It really, a lot of it is. So last night, that's what, that's what that was, in, in my estimation. It does absolutely nothing to change the race, the, yeah. the uh, political environment on the Republican side. It doesn't change it on the Democrat side. It's not changing anything at all concerning today's politics. What it did do, uh, for those who didn't know already, it exposed Newsom as a typical leftist Democrat who is a rude bully who won't let anybody get a word in edgewise. Which right? they all are. That's, what, that's yeah. it. They, yeah. That's who they are. That uh, even on a topic that he has been clear on, he wouldn't answer the question like abortion. Do you put any limits on abortion? And he talked about the sun and the moon and the stars and everything, but... <laughs> answering the question yeah he did a lot of that you know and yeah. he did, yes yeah. yeah and he out and out lied about a lot of things last night which we all know about gavin newsom we yeah. know that you are 100 percent correct about his line at the beginning and in end neither one of us are going to be the uh, the candidate of our of our party but he's running a shadow campaign he knows what the rest of us know and that is joe is going to be shuffled off at some point right you're right joe can't even stand up anymore so they're going to shuffle him off, and he wants to be there when that happens. Not if, but when that happens at the convention in the summer. My fear is, my thought is, it's got, that Michelle thing is going to turn out, that, that people have been saying that. 
Um, earlier in the week, you remember when I was talking about presidential debates mm-hmm. and how I felt like you know we need to get away from the whole thing about having it at college campuses and having these activist journalists that are there to you know work against the Republicans and work you know work against conservatives, and we need to move it to a television studio. Remember when I was talking about Nixon and oh, yeah. all, it, Kennedy? Yeah, yeah. If you, you can know. ditch the audience and also yeah. get somebody who's truly objective yes. to be a moderator. So you're right about Sean Hannity because Brett Baer and Martha McCallum they get all the debate work. <laughs> he just right? felt his clenching. <laughs> I never get to moderate. Right, right, I want right. to moderate something. But he couldn't even control Gavin Newsom, his <laughs> no. friend last night. Right? No. He couldn't control him. No. He said earlier in the week they hit it off and they were friends and all that. He couldn't control him last night, which shows that Gavin Newsom doesn't respect him either, just like it doesn't respect anybody Gavin else. Played Hannity oh, too, big time. man. Big time. Yeah. But as far as the set was concerned, just a guy sitting at yeah. the table and the two guys up there and no audience, I thought that was good. That's what we need in the future. We need somebody who's objective, who is not you know, one side or the other, just to throw a one word at the two candidates. Yeah. Uh, you know, Abortion or immigration or inflation or whatever, and then let them go at it. My lifelong friend, uh, Sean Murphy, sent me a note this morning and said, that ought to be Elon. Because... <laughs> I'd love to see that, <laughs> Because man. Elon could say immigration, and then he could say, you're wrong, why don't you go blank? <laughs> <laughs> go blank yourself. I, that would be fun, man, that would. But, yeah, on the larger point, you're absolutely right. If you really want to have something that's going to, you know, really educate people as far as who these people actually are. That's the model. Yeah, just that's a the room, model. two dudes, or, you know, whoever, and yeah. somebody who's going to ask very simple questions about <laughs> policy. Right. Now, I did think that uh, DeSantis did a good job. It didn't. Oh yeah. It, it, it makes no difference in the in the in the race. Oh, Donald Trump is the guy. Yeah. And we'll we'll exp- we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But it's not going to make a difference in the race. It didn't help him get up on Donald Trump. It, he didn't gain any points uh, or yeah, anything. He like held that. his ground. It yeah. Very well. Yeah. Uh, he did very well. But there were a couple of times that he really owned Gavin Newsom. <laughs> Uh, number one, and this is going to be cut number five, um, he brought some teaching aides with him, like show and tell. The poop is so bad in San Francisco, (laughs) so bad, that there are apps that you can download to your phone that will show you where the human poop is all over San Francisco, right? And so he pulls pulls out the picture of the app, and it's covered in poop. (laughs) So here he is talking about it. This is, needs it. this is a map of San Francisco. There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered, because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a, a fact of life, except... When a communist dictator comes to town, then they cleaned up the streets. They lined the streets with Chinese flags. They didn't put American flags there. They cleaned everything up. So they're willing to do it for a communist dictator, but they're not willing to do it for their own people. Excellent. Then the the other time that I thought that uh, was really cool was Gavin Newsom was out and out lying out of his butt once again about people moving to California from Florida. Now, that's a verifiable lie because you can look at the census numbers and you can see where people are moving. They're not moving to California. You can Google that in 10 seconds and see it for yourself. Right. But I think that once again, and here we are at cut six, once again, uh, DeSantis kind of owned him on that one. Listen to this. So I was talking to a fella who had made the move from California uh, to Florida, and he was telling me that Florida is much better governed, uh, safer, better budget, uh, lower taxes, all this stuff. And he's really happy with the quality of life. And then he paused and he said, you oh, know, by the way, 
I'm Gavin Newsom's father-in-law, so we do count Gavin's <laughs> in-laws as good. some of the people. That so that Gavin's in-laws. Yeah, 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 yeah really how do you get around that, man? Because you know, it's a, obviously he's not saying it unless it's true, or because it's true. And Newsom, I, I forget what he did after that, but he just kind of yeah, uh, he just kind of uh, looked. Uh, he didn't really uh, no. have much of a response to it. That, that's when you turn the studio lights off and just call it a night. <laughs> you know, it, it was a great moment for DeSantis. Yeah. It really was, and he had many great moments. Yeah. He really did. I mean, he, he did a good job. I just think, by virtue of the fact that it happened, wins for De- for for Newsom to a certain extent. Of course, because he did. He lied his ass off. Of I mean, he, I mean, the thing about the book banning—that's so tired. But you know what? His base or whoever supports a guy like Gavin Newsom, first off, they're going to support him beyond all reason. Everything DeSantis said about California is true. We're seeing it with our own eyes. That's right. You know what's going on with California in general, let alone San Francisco. It's a dying state. It's a dying state, and these policies—the policies of a guy like Gavin Newsom—I uh, uh, thought it was great the way DeSantis handled COVID and it's brought great. up the uh, fancy French restaurant, and you know, you, you you were hurting kids in your state while you're you know hanging out at some expensive restaurants with your friends. I thought that was very well handled. It was good, really you know, good. But again, you, I, I look at these things, and, and I, let, let's talk about this. You know, with Gavin Newsom, why is he doing all this? I mean, is he doing this because he genuinely feels yes. he has a shot in some way? Which I believe. Because why would you go through all this? A hundred percent. That's why he's doing it. You know, That's why and, he's and doing I, it. And I just wonder if the cynicism on the Democrat side, because we talk about this a lot, that who's the real racist in the room? If you've got a conservative and a liberal in the room, it's going to be the liberal. Mm-hmm. If they're looking at you know Kamala Harris and saying, "Well, this racist country is never going to support her," not to mention she's a dumbass, but I mean, you know, mm-hmm. so in their minds, are they going, "Well, we may have to pony up uh, a good-looking white guy to make this happen"? In their cynicism, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what their you know what their thought process is. Um, I know what his is because he's made that abundantly clear. He wants to be the choice that he's auditioning for the opportunity. Whether he right. gets that opportunity or not, I don't know. But he's he's auditioning for the opportunity to be the guy that is that is dropped in. The only person that they can drop in without ticking off a lot of their base is going to be Michelle Obama. I mean, that's the only one, a black female. If you're going to supersede Kamala, right, if, you're, if, if Kamala's right. not going to be it, it's got to be Michelle Obama. Again, she'll do what her husband tells her to in I- this... In this, when she gets in that kind of position, uh, he did a lot of what she told him to do when he was in that position. So, well, yeah, that, and so, but with Michelle, like if just from a, a topsoil perspective here, Michelle Obama ain't bouncing around. You're not hearing about Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama's not doing a lot of stuff. Exactly. She's not trying to get debates going. Exactly. This guy is. Right. So what's at play here? You know, well, is it really? Is she really somebody that has got a serious? Because I, I don't think she, I don't, the, the only thing about Michelle Obama is I really don't think she would be controllable. Do you well, know what I mean? Well, I, I, I do. I, I think, first of all, as far as Gavin is concerned, he, he's auditioning. That's why he's going to China. That's why he went to Ukraine. That's right. why he's doing all these things. So is Pete Buttigieg, by the way. He's auditioning. Oh, and he's, a, he's an also-ran <laughs> at this point. Yeah. But I think when it comes to Michelle, and it's kind of, we should, if you're on the right, you should be concerned that they would do this. Um, she, whether or not she is controllable or not, is kind of irrelevant at this point. What they are focused on is winning. Right. They have to win the White House for, for a number of reasons. First of all, power, control, all those things that they care about. Right. But staying out of jail. 
staying out of jail. Yeah, yeah it's and, a big deal. Plus, their their window of opportunity for this great socialist experiment is closing up on them. Seriously, you know. And so they feel they, they're going to go with whoever they feel is going to give them the best shot. And that's not Joe. And they know that that's not oh, Joe yeah, at yeah. this point. Uh, and Gavin and Kamala both are are going for the you know the, the position. As far as Michelle not doing any debates, it's because she doesn't have to. But I mean, she's not doing anything. She, she doesn't have to. I mean, she she's got a book out, yeah, and she's you know but, she's making you know, a few public right. appearances and stuff like that. But not like Newsom. Newsom's no. everywhere. But man. they can they can helicopter her, in. and I'm not saying oh, that no, they're no. going to. And I'm not saying I disagree with right, you. Right, right. I think anything's possible. Right, uh, right. you know, absolutely. They anything can helicopter her in and not sure. have any debates and just move right, right along. And right. she could be at the at the at their convention this summer. Boom! Here she comes, and she's she's there and ready. Right. And and conservatives, because of who's running the Republican Party right now, mm. conservatives should be concerned about that. You yeah. really, really should if they bring her in. Just in my view. Oh, I agree. But yeah. he's auditioning for the gig, and that's what la- part of part of why he did what well, he did last night. And he, wa- I mean, in that regard, he was the winner by virtue of the fact sure. that it freaking happened. Right. He won. You're right. It doesn't matter about the content, especially on his side. You mentioned his ex-wife Kimberly Guilfoyle, who is now <laughs> the wife of Donald Trump Jr., yes. right? You mentioned yeah. her a minute ago. About that. She has been very clear. She was on this show with me before you and I teamed up. She was very clear. He has one thing on Gavin. Right. One thing on his mind, and that's president. Yeah. One oh, thing. It's it drips off him. It's all. It's he's swaddled in that idea. He's, he's done the plastic. He, he's surgery. like a young Biden. That's all he wants. Yeah. That's all he wants out of life. That's it. Uh, and he's about it. Uh, and so, just by virtue of the fact that he made this thing happen yesterday, he wins in that sense. But DeSantis certainly, as far as content, oh, you know, wasn't even close. Yeah. There was no comparison. Uh, well, uh, we have 11, I think 11 more hostages. Uh, yeah. Is it 9, 11 or something uh, today? The ceasefire continues, which I think is, you know, winning for Hamas. But uh, Anthony Blinken, who is, I think, one of the most mediocre, unimpressive human beings to ever serve as Secretary of State of this no country. No doubt. I mean, he there ain't much there. Nope. Uh, but, you know, he's talking to the uh, the chief of the IDF. And they're talking about, uh, you know, when large-scale operations begin, uh, whenever the ceasefire chess oh, game it is started, over. Started last night. Started last night. Yeah. Uh, and all we, all Israel is hearing from our side of things is, well, you know, you've got to be humanitarian and don't yep. kill innocent Palestinians. And he's having a conversation uh, with the IDF chief yesterday. And he, he dropped this line. They're talking about this, that uh, you can't operate in south, southern Gaza in the way you did in the north, blah, blah, blah. There's 2 million Palestinians there. Uh, Harzai Halebe, mm-hmm. I think is how his name is pronounced, I think. You know, he's talking about, well, we this is you know we got to follow our principles. And Blinken drops this line. I don't think you have the credit mm-hmm. for that. I think that's an interesting thing to say. Mm-hmm. Exactly as he mean by that. Does he mean he, they don't have... The reasoning, uh, or the proper, uh, again, reasoning for wanting to do this. Uh, he's not earned the the support of the global global community. I mean, I'm not I'm not even sure what that statement means. You don't have the. I don't think you have the credit for that. Is that borrowing munitions? I mean, what does that statement mean? I mean, I think it. Well, just very, very yeah. brief. I think it encapsulates the whole idea. Of Israel's cruel, and they shouldn't go in there and just grease people. And that's just the, the the line you're getting from the UN. That's a line you're getting from our administration. It's a line you're getting from a lot of Europeans. It's a line you're getting from certainly all these pro-Palestinian idiots here in this country. 
and then he drops that line. You don't have the credit for that. What exactly does that mean? Of course, I what don't do you think. I don't know. I just it's weird. <laughs> a stab in the dark. I think it means that they don't have the public backing. Yes. to do that. Right. Because this administration, headed up by Barack Obama, yeah, and this media headed up by the leftists who own and control the corporate media, right. have been undermining Israel now for decades, along with sure. academia. And so you don't have the public support to continue on into the South to do that. I think that's what he's trying to communicate. But he failed miserably because he went to the airport, Anthony Blinken did, to get on the airplane, very dejected, very upset, because at the very minute he was getting on his plane to come back to the U.S., Israel started bombing again. Oh, right, right, right. So he uh, he, he obviously failed in that last-ditch effort to try to keep Israel from continuing on their mission. And one of the things that came out last night that I found very interesting is, and not surprised, but very interesting, is the State Department and the CIA, the deep state, and all of those guys are rife, full of anti-Israel, anti-Jew, anti-Semitics, people who want Israel gone. They're in powerful positions in the State Department, powerful positions in the CIA. And so he's also saying, you don't have the support back home for this. And he's right. And the fact is, they have all the credit in the universe to do what they're doing. They're pulling their punches, and they have been. They have all the credit in the world. It's just so surreal to watch the world turning against them, and that's really what's at play that here. Is what's happening? And uh, I, I, again, you, you want to take it to the, uh, uh, the 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 area of all these protests and all the rhetoric out there, and all let's just call it what it is: Jew hatred, Hamas support. That's what this is. And when you really that statement to me, because I agree with everything you said, as far as you know, this is us telling him, hey, you don't have the support for this. Blah, blah, blah. I absolutely agree with that. It, it's just so surreal that this is policy. This isn't just a bunch of hippies and socialist pukes from the campuses uh, spouting this stuff. This is policy from our own government. Jew hatred. The elimination of Israel. Really, without coming right out and saying it, that's what it is. I, I, I just can't believe what I'm seeing. Uh, and I don't know how, I mean, does Israel at some point fall? I mean, I, you said they started bombing. I, I, I missed yeah. that because I went to sleep. But, I mean, mm-hmm. is it a, is this the beginning of the big thing? Or <clears throat> That's a good question. I, I You know, <laughs> it's another proof to me that Barack Obama is running this administration. Right. And here's why I say that. Um, as you have pointed out, he supports what these terrorists are doing. Sure. And always has, right? Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, of course you do. That was a rhetorical question. You remember the days when he would tell our guys, do not kill ISIS. Yeah. Do not kill those guys without calling us first. And you would call, and they'd go, oh, let me put you on hold for a while. And they <laughs> right. never were. And, and the one thing that Trump did, what got rid of the terrorists, was he said, no, you kill them. When you see them, you kill them. Don't right. call me. I don't want you to wake me up. I want you to kill them. You know? <laughs> Just freeze up. <laughs> and, and so now we're back at that, right? Yeah. Now that Obama's back in charge of this situation that's happening, he's defending the terrorists once again yeah. from the only other democracy really on planet Earth, but in, in the Middle East, that is standing up for the rights of all people. Earlier this week, you brought up Cynthia Nixon. <laughs> yeah, Remember? Yeah, and yeah. you were talking about her going on the whole... 48-hour uh, yeah. hunger Woo, strike. Sacrifice. You know. and, and when you were talking about that, I said, look, she's gay. Yeah. 
And if she had her way, you were saying she's a Jew, right? right? And I was saying she's gay. And if she had her way, if Hamas exists after this is over with, Hamas kills gay people. They throw yeah. them off of bridges. <laughs> they do. <laughs> so you know Juliana Margulies. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, go ahead. You yeah. want to do that? Well, you do I want, to, yeah, I want yeah. you to react to it. Yeah. Juliana Margulies, who is the good wife and just a wonderful actress, I think. She really has done some great stuff. She's Jewish. Right. She said this, quote, It's those kids who are spewing anti-Semitic hate that have no idea if they stepped foot in an Islamic country, these people who want us to call them they, them, or whatever they want us to call them, which, she says, I have respectfully really made a point of doing, like, be ever who you want to be, it's those people that will be the first people beheaded. And their heads we played with as a soccer ball, like a soccer ball on a field. And who are they supporting? Terrorists who don't want women to have their rights, don't want right. LGBTQ people to get their rights and get executed at bar none. This is who they are supporting. It's so insane that it's laughable if it wasn't so sad. Yeah, That's exactly what you and yeah. I both have said. These people in the streets of America who are chanting, you know, free Palestine and we support Hamas and all that stuff, you're supporting the very people who would kill you. It's bizarre beyond comprehension. I mean, uh, the first time I saw a pal uh, Queers for Palestine banner, I was like, oh, my God, are you really that stupid? So God bless Margulies. God bless uh, Maya uh, Bilek. I was talking about her. Yeah. You know, she's a host of Jeopardy. Yeah. She's you know kind of a big deal now. Doctor. Doc uh, she's a doctor. She's a very educated, uh, intelligent woman, person. Uh, was, <laughs> I, you know, well, I mean, I don't want to say she's a smart yeah. chick. You know, yeah. smart for a chick. Yeah. Uh, but she's out there saying, she's calling out the organization inside the UN that's supposed to track women, crimes against women. It's like, what, where's your, why are you so silent? Women are being butchered and slaughtered. Uh, so God bless folks like that because in their community, I mean, the entertainment community, that's a bozo no no, man. You don't take Israel's side, even right. if you're a Jew. And, uh, especially if you're a Jew, maybe. And uh, I'm glad they're standing up and saying so because nobody else, they, uh, everybody else is quite the opposite. That's right. Well, a 48 hour hunger strike. Well, yeah. Oh God. But these Bless idiots, your heart. these idiots that have gone to college in the U.S. and have had this pro-Palestine yeah. crap filled their heads and anti-Israel. What they have not been taught is the truth once again. True. That the only country on planet Earth besides this one, the one yeah. we're in right now is Israel that will stand up for the causes you believe in. We're you, you say you believe in freedom for people to for gays to get married and freedom for people to you know be tranny and, and dress the opposite sex and be whoever you want to be. It's the US and Israel. That's yeah. it. In that part of the world, where can you live that way? Where's the only place you can live that way? Israel. That's it. Everybody else, they have laws on the books that you're a criminal by virtue of your existence. You go to Palestine or you know Gaza right. or whatever and live in the, under Palestinian Muslim law the way they have, have described it, and you say, I want you to call me they, them, off with your head. They'll She's kick, right. Yes, your head becomes a soccer ball. They will kick your head around in the streets and laugh while they're doing it. I mean, again, it's beyond absurd, and, and, and uh, I... I uh, you and I talk about end time stuff quite a bit, and I, I, I always try to be a little, you know, critical of that to a certain extent. 
But I'm like at the point where I'm saying, I don't know, man, a lot of stuff's lining up here because the entire world is turning against Israel. And from a geopolitical standpoint, yeah, you're absolutely right. The United States and Israel, we're it. Europe is 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 falling like a house of cards. London uh can their their Jewish celebration. A city council, I think in Havering, Haver something like that. Mm. Uh they usually have this big menorah they put out there for the Jewish community. It's predominantly a Jewish town. And there's well, we don't want to upset the Muslims. So we're not going to have that. Uh it's a, been a tradition for however long. So it seems like the whole world is turning against not just Israel, not just the United States, but the idea of freedom itself uh, is on the griddle right now. And I, I just can't believe the Jew hatred. That, to well, me, especially in this country, I am, ju- I'm, I am ashamed as an American well, when I see that. When you see that, yeah. yeah. Well, when, when, it, when it comes to these people who position themselves as great feminists, right? <laughs> right. We're standing up for the rights of women, whether it's Cynthia Nixon or the girls on The View, Ugh. or whoever, and they're such great you know, defenders of women's rights, and yet they want Israel gone, the only other country in the Middle East, at least, the only other country that stands for women's rights. Oh, it's, Women it's, have it's, unbelievable rights over there. It's, it's nauseating, and, and moreover, <laughs> watching young American women oh my God. who are never going to have to live under Sharia law, who are never going to have to live in a Muslim theocracy, uh, with their fancy schmancy headdresses that they bought online, seeing them spout this stuff is even more insulting. Sweetheart, you don't have to live there. No, no. You, you can it, you can march and you can say free Palestine and you can talk all the crap you want to talk. You have the luxury of not having to live there because you wouldn't last thirty seconds in one of those countries. And that's why we, I, I believe, we ought to send them there. Sure, <laughs> one way ticket. And you want you want to support Palestine? Go really support them by living there, eating there, paying right, taxes there. Do it. Support that country. Yes, exactly right. For the ten minutes that you're going to be alive, <laughs> right? You'll be a great ten minutes. <laughs> because, You'll be with your Muslim brothers and sisters when they find out that you're a lesbian you're dead you're dead they're gonna you, kill you you know put some action behind your words and yeah. you go live over there and then you won't have to live in shame for the yes the nine minutes you're actually exactly alive right. tell me something good shaka we love you yeah written by stevie wonder yeah. It, yeah, it is a stevie wonder song yeah. keep it going don because i'm gonna do something here. It's an all skate in the regular direction at Skateland East. Do it. Go ahead. <laughs> we did. Skateland East is a great babysitter for our parents, man. Oh, I love going to the skating rink and all that. They would just dump oh, yeah. and leave us there all day and half the night, too. All yeah. skate in the regular direction. Get Those your first kiss days. at the skating rink. I think I did. Actually. Smoking in the boys' room at the skating rink. Right. <laughs> you walk in a you walk in the boys' room. <laughs> I didn't do well at the skating rink because I could only skate with one foot. So I looked like I was on a skateboard. Why is that? I couldn't coordinate oh, my legs. You're not very, you're not very athletic. Is what no, I, I just, so I would just push myself with one leg on one skate around yeah. the rink. And See, it, the girls didn't come. I calling. was one of those guys <laughs> that was speed skating the whole time, in and out of everybody. No. Oh, yeah. No. And, and what I loved to do is when the couples were holding hands and skating, I used to right down the middle. Now, what would you do that for? Cause Cause they're they're making time, man. Because he's a jerk. That's my <laughs> God. You skate between them? <laughs> wow. See how hey. you are? A skating rink looked like a racetrack to me. Oh. Did it not? It's well, a circle. You. 
Yeah. With a line in the Jim, middle like, of it. Dudes on the side that you pull over now and again, they give you like a sip of water and like change your wheels yes. out on your car, on yes. your skates. And stuff. My skate, and change my skates. Yeah. Stop on the skating rink. <laughs> give me a sip of water. <laughs> pat me on the butt. Send me right. back out. Go ahead. Go. Go. Back out. go. go. go man. All and skate and, and after that, she could go play a little putt putt. Yeah, we did do that too. A cool crest. Oh, go over to cool golf. crest. Yeah, fun yeah. times. Mm-hmm. God, man, we. What a flashback. I'm flashing right now. <laughs> my, my first uh, public disc jockey job was at a roller rink. Wow. Oh, was it really? I was like 14 years old. They gave me a job. <laughs> well, they had Carvel, and then they had Skateland East yeah. here. and they, right. they, they, they still do, I think, as a matter of fact. Uh, listen, uh, we, we were doing some wife bragging earlier. Don, you also have a wonderful wife who is... Uh, we, all of our doctors. We, uh, we all have wives that if they went away, we'd be homeless. That, that's true. <laughs> that's absolutely right. right. So here's a mother who is dubbed Britain's most hated woman, Carla Bellucci. And so <clears throat> she is going to have relatives over for the Christmas meal. Right. Your wife prepared Thanksgiving. My wife did Thanksgiving for like 25 people. Right. She was in the kitchen for a week. Right. So Carla Bellucci is going to be charging her relatives Two hundred dollars a person for Christmas dinner. <laughs> what? That's right. Are you, yeah, are you kidding me? Come on. She said, "With all that work that I'm going to be doing, it's not cheap feeding people. It also takes a lot of time to put together a nice meal. And uh, I'm not going to take any criticism. If you don't like the fact I'm going to charge you two hundred dollars, you go get stuffed with all the trimmings." Okay. She, that was the. <laughs> that was the Elon Musk. That was a nice right. way to say what Elon hey, said. Hey, man. Yeah. That's not cool. Where's but, her Christmas spirit? Come on. Now, the $200 uh, fee that she's going to charge her, her family includes a complete dinner starring turkey and one glass of champagne. Any one glass of champagne for <laughs> 200 bucks. What a cheapskate. Come any, on. Any additional alcohol consumed will have to be BYOB, she says. You know what? what? Then don't do it, sweetheart. Yeah. You know what? If it's if, if you're put upon that badly, yes. don't freaking do it. Wait a minute. There's going to be a strict schedule enforced. Oh, even better. Do- doors will open at 2 p.m., and after a game of charades, you will all be sent uh, home by 10 p.m. You may not stay past 10 p.m. Uh, charades. Charades. <laughs> white people. Now, three years ago... That's right, a white person's game. White supremacy. Uh, Three years ago, she's a mom of four. She bragged that she blew $10,000 on Botox and veneers instead of buying her kids Christmas gifts that year. She got Botox and veneers. Is her first name Karen Claw? Is it Karen? Uh, no, it's Pelucci. I, you know, I, uh, let's see here. I, I don't Carla. know. Carla. Uh, Carla it, we're, nobody's coming, Carla. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be on your own. Yeah, it'll be you and your big $200 dinner by yourself. Your beautiful new smile that you, you paid a lot you of money for. You can play charades yeah. with yourself and your, right, yeah. your Botox smile <laughs> <Right>. there. <laughs> oh, God. Now, earlier this year, she confessed she hired male strippers to perform at her teen daughter's birthday party. Oh, my oh, God. Jesus, a piece of work, man. <laughs> she spent $700 for the strippers to serve food with only an apron covering their modesty. Hey, that's great. Man. This chick will ruin your life in 19 minutes, man. What a... Jeez. 
Ooh, you ought to what be paying she... people to come. <laughs> right? What is her occupation? Does does it, or do we even want to know? I, I bet she's she a makes digital, money off her family. I yeah. bet she's a digital creator. Yeah. Only you fans, I mean? something like that. She's make forty-two. A lot of quick money. She's married with four kids, yeah. and she says everything I do is for profit. So if you want to come to Christmas dinner at my house, it's costing you two hundred bucks. Oh no, she didn't. No, I, I no <laughs> two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks. I don't. Well, you know, of the whole idea, because we've had this pop up over the you know over the years that where people are charging their families for for the dinner and stuff. Sometimes I get it if it's like, hey, float me a twenty to help me, you know, buy the groceries and stuff. But when people start demanding, you know, two hundred dollars to come yeah. to my freaking Christmas dinner, right. you know what it is? I'll go to Whataburger. Thank you, sweetheart. You know what it is? She doesn't want anybody to come. Probably, I guess. Why, yeah, well, that's you know what? Yeah, brilliant. She's, she's going to be successful. <laughs> so Donna be put, yeah, you'll I'm be putting that, that into effect. Right. right. I had the I had the two hour parking limit on the driveway last <laughs> that's year. That's it. That's it. Yeah. This year it's two hundred bucks. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, and I, you know, we talk a lot about about the anti-Israel, pro-Hamas protest movement. Let's call it what it is. It, it's a movement for okay? sure. For sure. And the popular rhetoric around this movement, which is not just American, it's global, you know, which is even more depressing, is that it's largely populated by young people. Young people who have grown up in a corrupt uh, education system in this country where it's really more propaganda than it is actual learning or education. I think we agree on that. We, We talk about it all the time. Yeah. And I agree. What does... Not surprise me, but depresses me even more is that, you know what, there are also all kinds of folks who are our age and older who buy into this stuff every bit as much, and they didn't go to a high school or an elementary school or a middle school where they heard this propaganda 24 hours a day. I think I don't like them even more. Mm, for sure. People who are who should know better. And, I, and I'm bringing this up because I do have some friends that I've grown up with my whole life, I've known my, well, for me, you know, middle school or whatever, some of my oldest friends, uh, and they're from the East Coast, and they swallow this crap hook, line, and sinker. Uh, I I have friends that we've already discussed, we're not going to talk about Israel. We're not going to, hey, let's not talk about Israel. And I think a part of it has to do with what I do for a living. And there are people that I who have known me a long, long time who who think that I'm a, an idiot and I'm crazy and I'm a redneck and I'm a Nazi and I'm a MAGA guy and all this stuff. And the one thing I notice about that side of things, they don't ever want to have an actual conversation about any of this stuff. And that, to me, is even more disturbing. Uh, you got a 19-year-old poli-sci major, liberal arts major, who has been spoon-fed this crap since, you know, practically first grade. Mm-hmm. I'm not excusing it. Right. Because, you know, when I was 19, I also had a stinking mind and I could figure stuff out for myself. Uh, but at least I factor that in. Well, you know what, little girl, little boy, you've been hearing this crap your whole life. All right. You're, you're, you know, it, it, it's my fault to a certain extent that my generation allowed the education system to become what it is. But when I'm talking to another 56-year-old, or I'm talking to a 60-year-old, or a, or a, or a 45-year-old, or a 50-year-old, yeah. and they're buying into the same crap, they almost, because if you talk to a young person about this stuff, they can't even be in the conversation because they don't have any backup information. They don't even know why they believe what they believe. 
But when you're talking about somebody with a college degree from a different era who is a grown person and they don't want to have the conversation, that's kind of different in a sense. Well, you are making an intellectual choice to buy into this crap. And and that to me, and especially, you know, and I'm being totally honest with you, when it's folks who have known me my whole life and and they think that I'm being led and I'm being stupid and I'm the, the idiot in the room, Mm-mm. when I do this for a freaking living, uh, it makes me crazy. I'll be honest with you. It's the other way around. You see, <clears throat> uh, you, you're a thinker, you think. You right. do a process in your head and you go through right. it and you look at the evidence as it's laid out for you. And then you think about the evidence, and then you make a decision based on the evidence. That's right. what you do. That's what I do. Yeah. That's what a, most people that I know that are conservatarian, I call, I've coined right. that phrase for conservative libertarian, you, 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 you look at it issue by issue. That's why I don't buy off on the party thing, right? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not a Republican. I'm not no. a Democrat. I'm, I'm not an independent. I don't buy off the, on the party thing because I'm not going to do group think and see what you're talking about, whether they're 19 or 56. Right. Is group think. Do not screw up my mind with the facts, okay? <laughs> that's Do, exactly you know, what, yeah, that's what right, it is. Right, right, right. So they don't want to have a conversation because you might interject a fact or two right. and make them think. They would much rather stumble through life with this group think going on that, they, that they're taught. If you're going right. to be a leftist, if you're going to be a Democrat in this country, you have to believe and spout the party line, whether you honestly, truly believe it or not. And those who don't, they're just being, they're committing intellectual suicide. That's all they're doing. Well, it is. Once you shut down, you know, having a conversation, and you saw that certainly. Newsom is a great example of that. The perfect one today. He's the flagship of that. I right. mean, he, he was not, he did not answer anything point by point last Didn't? night at all as soon as he was at and and hannity god bless him tried i will give him that he tried well that wasn't the question here's the question he did that a couple of times about some, uh, especially about israel and uh that that's standard fare that's what you run up against all the time okay uh people who 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 do have an education people who supposedly do read i knew a guy in colorado who was a phd he had probably half a dozen degrees on his wall and yet, politically, he was one of the dumbest people I've ever met in my life. And didn't want to hear anything critical against anything he believed, would not want to have the conversation in any way, shape, or form. I can't believe you're so deluded that you believe this stuff, Sean. You know, blah, blah, blah. But again, just like Newsom, they don't want to enter into any conversation. One thing I can tell you about myself and you and Ricardi and anybody else who does this for a living uh, is I can explain to you very carefully why I believe anything I believe. That's the whole point. I can list for you reasons why I believe what I believe. That is the point. Yeah, yeah. That is it. Can you? Talk, not you, yeah. but can you, yeah. Mr. Pro-Palestine? No. Uh, he can't. Mr., you know, no, you can't. He doesn't know why. Yeah. All he knows is what he's told on the nightly news, Right. what he sees come out of Joe Biden's mouth, right? right? And that's what he believes regardless of what the facts are. Do not screw up my thinking with the facts. That's that's the way the Democrats, that's the way the left, and that's the way they've always been, by the way. Right. Uh, going back to the music days of KTSA when I would work with people here that were uh, you know from the left. Right. You know, they don't even want to. They, you, are you kidding me? We're not even going to talk about this because I may hear something that would challenge my thinking. Or I might may have to defend what I believe. And they can't do you it. Know? And I that's a dying art in this country. It's uh, the, And that's across the board. Just the ability to defend and explain why you believe what you believe is going bye-bye. See, and I just thought of something, and it happens to you all the time. It happens to me almost daily. 
that instead of wanting to have a conversation about the issues of the facts, right. two things will happen. If you have a liberal on the phone, they'll hang up after yeah, they make yeah, their statement. Yeah, they'll hang up. I, yeah, they do. Or here's their favorite thing. They attack you. Oh, personally. You. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something about you. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and, and instead of saying, let's talk about the facts, let's, I'll argue with you if you want to argue, but let's argue on the facts. Let's talk about they this. They don't want to do it. No, because they don't know what the facts are. In, in radio, I think you'll know, you've experienced this, and I think we've all experienced this, but there's another thing they do on the radio is that at some point they'll start cussing. Oh, sure. Because they know you have to drop them when they cuss. Right. The instant you hear the word, they got to drop them, we hit the delay. And then they can go to all their friends and say, well, see, this person didn't want to hear the truth, and so he wouldn't let me on the air. Right. I mean, it's, it's, these are all tactics right. that take them away from the conversation, which is based on a very basic, a very basic question. Why do you believe what you believe? Right. Why do you believe that? Just tell and me. You, Maybe you, you'll educate me. And Maybe you can't I'll, get an answer out of that because no. they don't know why. Because no. they, they haven't sat down and actually thought their way yeah. through this and, and why it's a deal. Now, one of the things that is, is happening is that one of our deep thinkers in America is Tucker Carlson. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. He's, a, he's a deep thinker. He was on Roseanne Barr's podcast, and he was saying, look, here's it. And I watched the whole thing. It was great. He said, here's the deal. He said, I became a Trump supporter when Mar-a-Lago happened. Right. He said, I always believed in his policies, but he said, I never really supported anybody because I'm a voyeur. My job right. is to be a voyeur and then comment on what I see. But he said, when they went into Mar-a-Lago... And they busted into the man's home, and they were weaponized in order to take down the number one political opponent for the for the party that's in power. We can't have that. I don't right. care if you believe in what Trump says or what Trump has done. He did great things when he was president. I don't really care. We cannot stand for that in this country, and we must stand up against it. And that's when I said I'm all out as a supporter. Right. He was also talking, and this is cut number two, Don. He was talking with the Marjorie Taylor Greene on his show. I like her. I do, too. <laughs> She's a little fire plug. I like she? her, man. And, the, and it was about Derek Chauvin and the stuff that we brought up this week about, you know, the, it started to look like uh, he didn't kneel on the neck. He didn't. There was, you know, he died from fentanyl, the, right. according to the coroner. He died from fentanyl. He died from methamphetamine. Not, not he had no strangulation injuries None. of any kind. Yeah. And it came up last night. Listen to this. Derek Chauvin, the cop in Minneapolis who was convicted of murdering George Floyd. Now we know he didn't murder George Floyd. The medical examiner said there's no evidence that George Floyd was strangled. He died of a fentanyl overdose, mm -hmm. not of a drug OD. Yep. But Derek Chauvin is in prison. He was just stabbed in prison. Spend the rest of his life probably in prison. Mm -hmm. um, that's a an atro moral atrocity mm -hmm. now that we know the truth why is no one in congress stepping up for this man well you know it's very unpopular to talk about it so why? obviously tucker i'm going to talk about well, it good yeah i think i i do believe this is one of the biggest injustices happening in our country today i believe it's an attack on him because he's white and he's male obviously i believe that it's political and they have to crucify him because he was a police officer he had a great record he did nothing wrong and he is white and male and Christian so they have to make an example of him because that is the type of person in America and arguably the entire world they want to kill they want to <laughs> so look how is she wrong now this this goes back into what you were saying yeah. about the group think right that they were all sold this narrative truth didn't matter no 
not truth at all. did not matter. You got to spout the the groupthink line, and you've got to carry that water, no matter what facts face you. Charlottesville, Michael Brown, Israel, all the same thing. That's it. Facts don't matter. Truth doesn't matter. I'll see you Monday. I love you, San Antonio. This is Justin Ware here with Brian Vellante. Further up the road.